Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Hello and welcome to episode 89 of The 80%. We've been releasing new episodes every Monday, so this one might come to you as a surprise. The reason is that for today, I have two special guests who will be talking to us about the European Higher Education Fair 2021 that's happening on October 1st and 2nd, which is already next week. I thought of releasing this episode early so that you'll have time to listen to it and hopefully convince you to join and register to this free online event. So, are you ready to listen and learn? Let's go! Hi, my name is Fitz Villafuerte. I'm a registered financial planner and the host of this podcast, where we talk about the mindset, habits, and strategies you need to achieve financial success. Thank you for tuning in, and now, on to the show. Miss Anna, or should I say Dr. Ruiz? Uh, I'm not sure what to call you because you're such a an accomplished individual that I feel it's disrespectful if I call you Miss Anna. You can call me Miss Anna, no problem. <laughs> Where are you right now, Miss Anna? I'm in Makati at the hotel. Makati. So, Miss Anna, I understand that you're the head of political, press, and information and the deputy head of the delegation of the European Union to the Philippines. Can you tell us exactly what you do? Because I did not understand a word from that <laughs> designation. Yeah. Yeah, our delegation is uh, like an embassy. Uh, but of course, the European Union is not a state or a country. So, it's a. Uh, it's an international organization, a very peculiar one, because it has much more powers than international organizations usually have. So we have a representation here, and we do a bit of uh, what the diplomatic mission does. Um, we do political relations, we do public diplomacy, um, we also uh, have a trade section uh, and a development cooperation section. So we we try to to be a bit of the eyes and mouth of the European Union here, so that we can report back to Brussels uh, the events and the situation in the Philippines, and we can also present the European Union to the Filipino authorities and people in all the areas, uh, foreign policy, but also like in this case, education. 
Wow, it seems like you are doing a very important job, not just for the European Union, but also in terms of helping the Philippines. And of course, the reason why we're talking today is to tell about tell my listeners about the European Higher Education Fair. Can you tell us exactly what this event is? And this is a, an event that we organize every year for the last 11 years. Uh, we started in, we had one in 2007, but then we started with a, a yearly rhythm from 2012. And the purpose of this event is to, to bring to the Filipino students and universities information on how to um, go study uh, in Europe. Uh, mostly graduate and postgraduate studies. Uh, because, uh, of course, um, if students don't know the opportunities and the possibilities that, they, that exist, they cannot really take advantage of them. So the idea is to, to have a, a forum in which, in a couple of days, in, in this case it's a virtual fair for two days, but that they can get all the information they would need, they can interact, with the universities, they can ask questions, they can get to know more about the different European countries and the universities and their programs and the possibilities for scholarships, etc. So that's, that's, the, that's the goal. And usually this fair was uh, taking place uh, physically, so students could go from one stand to another and ask questions. Um, unfortunately, we cannot do the same uh, last year or this year, so it, it's virtual, but the philosophy will be a bit the same, that the students can can have breakout rooms and chat and interact with the universities and with the representatives of our member states. All right. So, wow, this is really a great opportunity and it made me think, I wish that you were already organizing this type of fair when I was a little bit younger because I agree with you. Um, you cannot just stay within your own place or within your location. Traveling, uh, for my experience, has really opened up a lot of uh, ideas and opened up a lot of opportunities for me. And what more, if you can actually go to another country and study there. I'm sure it will be more than just learning inside the classroom, but you'll also learn a lot from the culture and be able to understand uh, how people or how other countries do it. So for this year, I understand that the theme is Go Higher with EU. Why did you choose this as th this year's theme? Yeah, um, we, we try to, to express the idea um, that um, studying in a European higher education institution um, can uh, represent a path towards success, uh, not only professional, but also in life. So that's the spirit behind our motto this, this year. And um, we have uh, 140 uh, universities, colleges, institutes um, participating in the fair. Uh, some of them are, uh, or many of them are top uh, academic institutions. So this, um, this gives a, a big uh, chance to, to any student interested in going to Europe 
to, to get a, a full picture of what is in offer in, in, in many European countries, uh, completely 13 uh, countries, and, and in these 140 uh, universities. Wow, that's a lot, 140 universities from all over Europe. So for those who are listening right now, they might be interested. Can I ask who can participate in the European Higher Education Fair? Are these, is it uh, just students? How about those who are already working but perhaps uh, thinking of uh, getting some higher education? So who are the target participants for the for this year's fair? Uh, yeah, the the fair is open for um for anyone who wants to register for free. So registration is free at our webpage um and anyone can register. Of course, um I think those who can benefit the most from this fair are students or people who who are going to be graduate or postgraduate students, um, but also uh, university officers, for instance, those dealing with partnerships or with international cooperation, that, that can be useful for them as well. Um, sometimes even parents may be interested, uh, depends on how how much of uh, controlling parents or protective parents <laughs> they are, but uh, we know some parents are very interested on, on following closely the the um, studies of their kids and so. Um, yeah, uh, researchers as well, of course, can can be interested, or and also academicians, professors, because they they may uh, they may find the information useful for guiding their students uh, as well. All right, but uh, is there an age limit for the participants? Uh, no, no, this is uh, no, education right. has no has no time limits. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I agree, I agree. I think that learning is a lifelong process, and in the Philippines, the common practice is that once you graduate your bachelor's degree, you go to the corporate world, you work, and then after a year or two. They would, they would usually take up an MBA so that they can the opportunity to be promoted to a managerial position opens up for them. But uh, I think this is also an alternative. Would you agree that instead of me taking an MBA in the Philippines, I can probably check out uh, EHEF and see if there's an opportunity for me to study abroad. That's right. Huh? And uh, given that, what are the courses and the fields of study that are available in EU higher education institutions? Um, well, you, you have everything. <laughs> oh. Um, of course, yeah. You, you can study anything uh, from more technological topics to more philosophical, history, uh, economical field, medical field, uh, architecture, um, any, any kind of, I think... Uh, Nowadays in Europe, you can study any any area of uh, um, of uh, academic uh, studies. Yeah. What hap- What usually happens to the Filipinos who go to Europe to study? Do they eventually find work there, or do most of them come back to the Philippines with better credentials and find uh, better work? What usually happens to those who who participate in the EHEF? 
Yeah, as you said, uh, a bit of everything. Some some students may may even uh, get to know their future spouses there and, <laughs> and mm-hmm. stay there for family reasons. Um, uh, some students may choose to return to the Philippines and uh, avail themselves of the um, of the education received in in Europe um, in different fields. So it's a bit of everything. Unfortunately, I, I could not give you statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, but with our um, Erasmus um, Filipino students, we have seen a, a bit of a bit of everything. Sometimes there are uh, indeed uh, work opportunities in Europe after finalizing the studies, also because some programs combined uh, the studies with uh, trainships in companies, etc. That's right. That's right. So again, the registration is free, so they don't have to to pay anything. And of course, this is a virtual fair, so they don't really have to go out. They can learn and network uh, inside the the convenience or the comfort of their home. So, can you tell us again, Miss Anna, when is this virtual fair happening? And I understand that this is two days. Do I have to attend all the both days or is it okay to for me to just pick the the talks or the sessions that i want to attend uh, yeah the the fair takes place on the first and second of october in the afternoons between 2 p.m and 8 p.m uh, with an opening ceremony on first of october at 1 30. Uh, in our webpage um, and also in our social media uh, facebook instagram twitter you can find the program and there um, there is a schedule of activities. Um, for instance, we have uh, country presentations or we will have webinars. We, we have 20 webinars on topics from business, technology, communications, uh, government, health, uh, tourism, etc. Um, grantship opportunities. So students or participants in general can see the scheduled activities and they can pick and choose what uh, interests them the most. Yeah, definitely. I I, I will be registering because there's a a couple of uh, seminars that I'm interested to listen in. So thank you very much, uh, Miss Anna. I'll come back to you later on. But again, the the European Higher Education Fair is happening on October 1 and 2, October 1st and 2nd from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. So I encourage everyone to register at ehefphilippines.com. Of course, I'll have the links to the website and to all the social media accounts of EHEF in the episode description. But uh, for now, I want to talk to Miss Kate, who is another guest uh, for today. Of course, na nabanggit ni Miss Anna kanina. No? There are Filipinos who have already gone through this uh, program. And uh, Miss Kate, uh, hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good yeah, afternoon, kamusta? <laughs> mabuti, mabuti. For the benefit of our listeners, can you introduce yourself and tell us what you're doing right now? Okay. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Kate Romil. Um, I took my master's in Europe under the Erasmus Mundus program. My uh, degree is in women's and gender studies. So I studied 
at the University of Hull in the UK and at Universidad de Granada in Spain. So currently, I'm teaching and I'm also doing um, development work and so many other things. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I, I would expect because uh, I've seen your credentials and it's very impressive. But I want to learn more about the Erasmus program that you mentioned. Can you tell us more about it? What exactly is that? Okay, the Erasmus uh, Mundus uh, program is actually, um, it's, it's a degree program by the European uh, Union. And most of our courses are um, masteral degrees. And we have around 140 courses in different fields from agriculture to technology. I think Ms. Anna mentioned about it. And what's unique about Erasmus Mundus is that you have the mobility component, meaning you are required to travel to another country uh, for a semester or two. Um, and that's, that's actually part of the program. So the program is, uh, is a consortium. So it's composed of different universities from um, different uh, various countries, not only in Europe, but we have you know partners in in China, in India, and also Australia and the U.S. So you can actually go practically anywhere in the world with your Erasmus Mundus degree, and that's why it's you know it's 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 unique. You have the opportunity to meet different cultures and you know um, learn different languages as well. And uh, this is also a scholarship program, so they don't really have to shell out money to to study in all these countries and to travel. Am I correct? Yes, um, we have the full scholarship program for this. I mean, of course, if you want to pay for the tuition fees and you know everything, you can also do that, right? But we have uh, full scholarships, and a lot of Filipinos um, benefit from this. I think we're always. Um, in the top 20 countries as recipients of the Erasmus Mundus Scholars. And that's why it's, you know, it's it's very exciting for, you know, for for us uh, alumni to encourage more Filipinos to join and also to try and apply. I think you mentioned um, in the beginning about it. everything is about behavior and everything is about the way you think. And I think that is very important. And that's why, you know, if you, you know, if you dream of studying in Europe, that's, that's already a first step. And the next step is to check all the opportunities available there because there are a lot. And one of the best opportunities is the Erasmus Mundus program. How do you pursue uh, a scholarship via the Erasmus program? Or what are the basic steps? Mm-hmm. Um. What's good about the Erasmus Mundus program or the EMJMD uh, is that it's very straightforward. You go to the European uh, Commission website of the Erasmus Mundus, and then you'll have all the uh, courses or programs under Erasmus Mundus. And then you will be prompted to the website of that course. And then you submit your application online. Straightforward. There are no uh, separate application for those who apply for scholarships and for those who don't apply or who don't want to apply for a scholarship. Um, the only difference is that they have different deadlines. Yeah, and of course, by attending the European Higher Education Fair, this will really give them a better view of uh, what's really out there. And 
I think there are talks coming from the different countries, so they'll also be able to pick which universities would be they would be interested in. And uh, uh, I've read your bio, and I'm really so amazed uh, by what you've already done. And I'm sure you've been to a lot of countries, uh, especially in Europe. But uh, I'd like to take a step back, Kate. And uh, can you tell us the story of what you were doing before you went to study in Europe? And how did you learn about EHEF and the Erasmus program? And uh, of course, can you give us a, a brief description of your experience in studying in different countries? Um. Before taking my master's in Europe, I was already teaching. I was uh, doing a uh, part-time lecturing position in the university. And um, I, I, I was attending different conferences, international and local. And one of the conferences and actually training that I attended was on um, young women's leadership program. And this was in Mexico. And one of the participants knew about my program, the JAMA uh, or HEMA, Women's and Gender Studies, and she forwarded the um, application to me. And that's how I started. I had no idea about uh, Erasmus prior to uh, the meeting in uh, Mexico. And then, um, so there, that's, that's how it started. And I applied and I, you know, um, I always wanted to study in Europe because, you know, we have a deep connection with Europe, of course, right? And so um, I really pictured myself, you know, imagined myself studying there. And then the opportunity came and I just, you know, grabbed the opportunity. So that's how it started. How did you deal with the language barrier? I can imagine that it would be hard. Did you learned like uh you studied in spain did you learn <laughs> spanish and i i know that you have an ngo in belgium so how was what were the biggest challenges that you encountered in studying abroad and how did you deal with it well i had a spanish um language class back in my undergrad because I took up literature and we were required to take one foreign language. And one of the foreign languages that I took was Spanish. So more or less, I mean, it's Filipino and Spanish are very similar, right? Because we borrowed a lot of words from um, Spanish, but of course it's different in Granada because um, they have a different accent in a way they're, kind of slang <laughs> mm -hmm, so it's, mm -hmm. it's you know it's difficult it's it's not so much of you know um understanding what the words mean but it's really composing in your thoughts without judging yourself if it's grammatically correct or not you know how filipinos are we're very conscious of that and it's you know that's the struggle actually it's am i saying it uh, correctly or did i say it uh, you know uh, um, uh, in the wrong way, you know, but it's it's it, it's challenging in my first, I think, first month in Granada because I was the only one in our um in our flat. Um, my flatmates came in like a few weeks later, so I arrived earlier, and 
my flat was uh it was in an old apartment and they call it piso you know the the place and every morning this this is a funny story every morning i'd hear someone like early in the morning calling butano or saying butano butano and i didn't know what butano was so i thought there were, we had a neighbor named butano so i had no idea that it was actually butane you know the gas because i needed to use oh. butane to cook food and you know heat water so i had no idea so for the first few weeks i was um heating water using um um what do you call it? it's like a thermos mm-hmm. <laughs> and i bought a pail and um from from a chinese shop because i always you know filipinos we always shower anyway <laughs> or take a bath so and it was cold because it was in october and i had no idea how to talk to the one selling to the botano and then i told my friends about it and you know um when they came and they laughed and they said oh you have to you have to tell them that you needed the potano or the the butane for the for the stove. So it was funny, but also you know, it's in a way, it's um, it was an awesome experience because I found myself um, very resourceful. Like the first place that I checked was a Chinese or Asian shop because I knew I'd have you know the things that I would need for you know. Um, regular things that we use in the Philippines and it was close to our to our uh, flat so there so and eventually you know you kind of realize that um in in Grenada sorry in Grenada they have this saying uh no pasa nada nothing is happening no te preocupes don't worry and at first i was like no 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 i'm so worried about you know making mistakes you know um getting to the wrong house and so on but you know eventually when you let the mystery or whatever you call it i don't know what you call it but when you let it come into you and open you know your your arms and your 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 eyes and your mind you will understand that yes nothing is happening it's it's really cool you know it's so chill in granada that it's it's so nice to live there Wow, that's a really interesting story. And uh, I would agree that uh, studying in another country and particularly in your case in Europe, uh, you have to treat it as an adventure. So it might be a little scary at first, but uh, of course, Filipinos are very madiskarte, I would say. So I think if you bring that uh, Filipino attitude there, uh, you won't really have to struggle for a long time. And I can imagine, it. was it easy to make friends uh, yeah, when you were studying? Um, yes. Um, especially the locals, at least for me, um, in the UK and also in Spain. But I'm going to focus um, on Spain. Most of the friends that I made were actually the local restaurant owners, restaurateur, because, you know, I love trying Spanish food because it's so close to our, you know, culture. And I wanted to learn about, you know, um, the influences, other influences, for example, the Arabic 
influences in in Grenada, and you have you know um, couscous, you know the Moroccan food in Grenada. It was so good. So most of the friends that I made were uh, restaurant owners, and some of some of my friends would get you know free food because. Wow. I knew the owners, yes. So it's either free food or, you know, free coffee or juice, whatever, you know, it's just nice. Yeah. Yeah, galing. So let's go back to the European Higher Education Fair. Uh, I understand that you have a role. So what are you, what will you be doing during the fair for the upcoming fair? Mm-hmm. I think I've been doing this for the last what seven years, promoting Erasmus. You know, talking about step by step process and how to apply, uh, what it take, how many you know, how many courses can you apply in one um, in one year, for example. Um, so those things, basically guiding uh, people about the process of applying for the Erasmus Juntos programs. Wow. So yeah, I, if I'm interested in uh, this, I would probably, I would definitely uh, look for you <laughs> uh, <laughs> during the fair and ask everything. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are interested in the Erasmus program. So I guess that's all that I wanted to talk uh, about today. Siguro, Miss Anna. Uh, Thank you for coming in as guest. And uh, again, please invite our listeners to register and attend the EHEF 2021. Thank you, Mr. Fitz, uh, for this opportunity to be here and to address your listeners. I warmly invite all of them to join, uh, to register and join our higher education fair. Um, any student or researcher, professor, or university employee, but the public in general, may have access to a lot of information uh, regarding studying in Europe and also scholarship opportunities, which is very important for a student. And please um, take advantage of this possibility that happens once per year in, in the Philippines. All right. And uh, Miss Kate, nako, maraming salamat for coming in. Uh, any parting words or final advice sa mga kababayan natin who are really interested to study in Europe but are having second thoughts? So, i-convince mo sila na mag-attend itong EHEF. I mean, if you want to travel, if you're into arts and culture, if you want to learn from the best and also, you know, um, in the process, getting to know yourself, your identity, while expanding your knowledge and your experience, you have to register. So don't, you know, don't delay what you want for yourself. Do it now and um, apply and join our uh, EHEF this October 1 and 2. So please register. Ayun, ako. All right. And uh, again, the virtual fair is free. So nothing to lose and everything to gain. And uh, thank you again, Miss Anna and Miss Kate. And I hope our listeners learn something new in this uh, episode of the 80% Podcast. And that's the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. Kung may natutunan kayo today, 
then please click the follow button for the 80%. At i-invite nyo na rin ang mga friends nyo to listen to our podcast. For comments and suggestions, you can contact me through our official website, the80percentpodcast.com. Muli, ako si Fitz Villafuerte at magsama-sama ulit tayo sa susunod nating episode. Goodbye, take care, and stay safe. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.